they knew what they needed to do to complete the mission. I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. Well, how did it go? The group called me to run some interference for when they started the ritual. Uh, I was able to arrange a distraction while they did what they needed to do. My understanding of the group started the ritual, and the entity came. Strauss, Reflux, and Duffy seized up, but Agnes was able to complete it. Afterwards, they burned the house down and disappeared into the night. How bad was the damage? Well, the local sheriff called about Agnes, had to work some magic there so that she didn't appear. But I do believe they found Strauss's blood in the house. today to discuss the end of arc one of dark thoughts um thank you for joining us this is going to be very spoiler heavy for music from a darkened room but i thought it'd be cool to do like a recap at the end of the camp or the i don't say campaign but like the mission to kind of talk with you guys about it your thoughts you can ask questions of various things that we want to go over um but yeah i want to jump into it with all of you and really just what were your guys's Overall impressions of this mission? Uh, it was pretty nuts. Uh, I gotta say, I did not expect the, the 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 path from find out why this guy died in the house to ah, I got to kill an innocent person here. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that was a. Quite a shock. I mean, this is the first campaign, so like that, that I've been in. It, so it just felt like it felt like there was edges fraying, and just like all the things we had to worry about, just like dancing around the cops and like finding these different things. It was yeah. just like first it was just a crazy info gathering where it was like trying to figure out one f- vulnerability to like f- you know to find out where to yeah where we can you know do this thing, and then it finally it was like the. The, the antique objects that we had to go search to get the book at that point. Yeah. And, and yeah, sorry, you're going to say something. Misha? I was just going to say what happened. What would have happened if we didn't find the, the, yeah, the I'm bowl curious and about the that. knife? Oh, uh, yeah. I would have to figure out a way for you guys to, I mean, there, yeah. there were, I would have just put it, it's always in that cabinet, but I would have just had to figure out a way to get you guys to go back that, that direction. Gotcha. That's just crazy. Um, the house could yeah. call the old thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I think that's the thing that was really tough for me reading this was, um, like the the house itself is like near like limitless for what it can do like it can possess you, it can um like yeah it could take over you like obviously with like Emil that's what happened like he possessed the guy and then made him attack you like that's kind of in the book like if you want this to happen this is a good spot for it to happen kind of thing and it's like yeah I think that makes sense I think that'd be a good tension scene. Yeah. Um, but it also talks like every single room, depending on your willpower score, has a different haunt that happens. So, oh, so your willpower yes changes it. Yes, Ooh. Jake, what were your thoughts? We didn't get to you. So, 
Um, I was 100% geared up because I never played before geared up for a monster or like an alien or a virus or like something tangible. Yeah. In my mind, it was always something tangible for whatever reason, because I'm a human and I don't think it exists. <laughs> I mean, and you really were, you were really hammering that, uh, there's something under the slab. Was there anything <laughs> under that slab? No. Oh my. But in the kitchen, oh. there is a instance in which, uh, so in one of the rooms, and you guys never went at night, so like a lot of the stuff happens at night, obviously, but one of the instances I, of the haunt is that you hear like a, a whimpering of an animal. And you start to like dig through the boxes, and then you find like a dead like cat's heart, and that leads you to hearing scratching noises underneath the kitchen. And if you tear up the floorboards, you find like a graveyard of like dead animals. That's where they all were. And if you crawl, like you have to like crawl into the space, and if you go into it, like you basically like black out. And like nope. you, you experience like part of one of the rituals. It's pretty crazy. That's a oh nope. Oh my yeah. gosh! Nope, nope, nope. wouldn't yeah. go in there. Well, not, just not so cat, everyone, graveyard, er, er, the kitchen. Just so everyone knows, just in case it comes up, Agnes was two points away from breaking point. Oh yeah. my two. god! Yeah, I sat at about two points away from a breaking point for for a couple episodes. Like I pretty quickly mm-hmm. dropped from in the house. Sat at two points away until that ritual. Yeah. That just dropped um, me. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, overall, I think this is a really cool designed mission yeah um there are some liberties you have to take as like the the handler um like i got rid of the will like so the house tries to take over one of you and so i had you all roll a willpower check to cover for who it was really targeting um so that was kind of my way Um, around that so i had you all do that when you get to the house i had you all roll a willpower check then so it didn't seem suspicious later on and then I had it target. I knew who it was going to target, and I rolled against it and it went that way, kind of thing. Um, it, yeah, because it took over me, and I went to the house. You at did, some yes, point. yeah, yes, you did. And then later, you picked up the razor, and that you know triggered that. I guess it was that it was picking up the razor, right? That what? wasn't it necessarily taking you over. That's one of the haunts. Gotcha. Okay, is yeah. you find the razor, yeah. and if you go into the master bedroom, then you try to slit your own throat. Mm. And if you don't, Damn. if you don't make a save against it, you take one d twenty damage. So you toss the razor as just bait because one of us is going to do something with it. I knew that like I felt like once we kind of got to that point, it felt right in that situation that once you found it it, and then once I knew that Emil was going to be in like I figured he'd be hiding in the master bedroom because that's where a lot of the action is. Mm -hmm. It just made sense to me to have that situation where Tyler's character had to choose to stop you or set that up. Yeah, I thought that was like a really good tension moment to do. Yeah, that and that was literally I mean, it was roll of the die. Like I was like. Okay. Which, I mean, thanks, by the way. Like You would have got a sand check. Roll yeah. of the die. I'm uh, Me against an NPC. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, well, because he's got an axe. And he's coming toward me. Fair, yeah. fair. In terms um, of the I, movie. But I had a razor up to my neck. <laughs> I mean, but also the way Chris described it was like, it looks like he's doing that. And in my mind, Strauss is like. Yeah. I mean, thinking the character like, would. Thinking yeah. like there, there's, there's the confusion of like, what the fuck are you doing? There's a guy right here. Yeah. And also there's a guy right here. What the fuck is he doing? It was like. Okay, which which thing kicks in first? Hats off for not metagaming. That was great mm-hmm. role playing, and it worked out amazingly. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Yeah. And I'm gonna say, like in terms of like this, it, the part of the movie where everything was kind of going okay, and then shit hit, got real. Like that's when it got real. Like, all right, we got an injured person, and we're like freaking out, and like the police is on us. Like, yeah, there was like that's when it felt like hairy at that. Yeah, moment. and I was fully like I was trying to go back and listen to see what you guys gave the cops, but like, um. 
as we record this, I haven't recorded the parts, but I was rolling every time you guys went to the house. I was rolling for the neighbors to see if they noticed your cars. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Did they ever like when the shots were fired? Yeah. They saw you loading up Strauss into your car, yeah. and they <laughs> called the cops and gave them your description of your car and you guys, like a normal person. So had oh. yeah. So had you been with Agnes and the cops found her, ah. they would have yeah. They would have because I don't think you ever said you had a team here. I you didn't. never mentioned anybody Smartly. else, so he didn't know. Yeah. So. Oof, okay, that could have been bad. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So as far as um. I know one one question I have is as far as like so the ritual and the Arlethotep, like why the ritual was done. So they did like what was the kind of the reason why he they did that and sure and why like so killing someone you know like then he, he kind of was la- laughing and moved on and it was clear of the house but like what's the deal there? Seated, yeah, yeah. Um, so the crone actually pledged herself to the Arlethotep in eighteen hundred. Whoa. That bitch was old. Uh, <laughs> and she, at age 18, she basically signed her life away, and she placed her name in his book and promised him mm. blood and souls, and she spent the first 50 years of her new life practicing her art in the old country, but came to America when the time seemed right. And so when she knew that Wheeler was hurt, she got it with her and like helped fix her to show her what was going on, and then just kind of kept doing these sacrifices in the name of Nyarlathotep. Um, and as part of her punishment for turning away from, so what happened is in order, the crone sealed away the bad part of Isabel Wheeler in the mirrors of the house. So she was fine because that bad side of her was gone. Like the illness or whatever. Yeah. But the illness was left in the house to just like manifest and just like get pissed and like hated and vengeful. And so that was the spirit that was killing everybody was Isabel Wheeler's ghost that had basically uh, like essence that essentially been like removed from her. Holy shit. That's Uh, so cool. So like, yeah, there were certain haunts where like you would like you you saw the lady in the mirror. That was Isabel Wheeler. Uh, There was like there was taunts that I was going to try to play up if you guys went back to the house. Like you see Anton Ture in like mirrors and like he walks into one at one point. And there's just uh, all this crazier shit that happens, but it just never. Yeah. I didn't want to pile them on. Like I know the first like episode or two, we kind of went heavy, uh, yeah. and then it just to me after that point, like it made sense when you guys like actually the body in the water is like another drowning victim, but it mm. made sense to me that it would be the boy of like the thing like fucking with you, like trying to break you, because wow. each time you fail a sanity check in the house, it gains that as power. Oh, and that's oh, how it shit. spins power to take you over. Oh, good lord. So didn't these guys see that, like, somewhat nest in the house with, like, the soda what? can? Yeah, and- that was just, like, yeah. something in there for, like, spoopiness. I don't think it really had any okay. definitive thing. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, so it really was, like, from the very beginning, <clears throat> everything seemed so angry. Like, everything was so just, like, all the killings. Yeah. Like, it, it was always so... Just like super violent and super angry, so it really makes sense that it was like the negative, her like sickness and her what? What did she? What she was in a wheelchair? Yeah, she had like some sort of ailment. They don't really touch upon what it was. The right. irony that her last um, name was Wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you guys found the piano. Had you brought the piano back to the house, you would see uh, the ghostly form of Isabel Wheeler playing it. Um. If you destroy it, all man- all musical manifestation within the house permanently ceases. If you guys would have found the armoire, there is a mm-hmm. chance that you can walk into it and you 
Um, the armor is made of oak, stained a deep brown, and mirrored in the front. It is physically unremarkable. However, anyone with a power of 15 or higher who enters the armoire and shuts the door behind them plainly hears the incantation of the ritual convecar illumo nero. Uh, and as it's occurring in the room outside, no one is present who can hear it. You lose sanity. Um... Yeah. It's so niche. Like you would have to enter and close right. the door. That's exactly. amazing. I love it though. It's um, so cool. But that, like, that's there's but that's the thing. Player would do. I feel yeah, like. yeah. There's all of these things. Like uh, take me to yeah. Narnia. So here it is <laughs> in the dining room. Uh, yeah, agents who pry the up the floorboards, <laughs> perhaps to see where the ghostly music was playing, discover a patchy old birch floor, original from 1907. Removing the original floor reveals an underpinning of the house. A small crawl space that cannot be found in any other way. An agent who crawls into the dirt and filth. Uh, discovers a graveyard of animals. Ancient bones of dogs, Jesus. cats, and other local pets are stacked around across the foundation. Careful Jeez. examination finds at least three quarters of a human skeleton among the pile. Oh, pet cemetery. Uh, so there's just all of these kind of things, like just built in here. Um, each room has like different levels of willpower that kind of go through. Um, feel bad for any. So there's no benefit to go down there. It's just like someone's like, I'm going to go down yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> there was one that I was really hoping that you guys would have come into, uh, which is in the den. There is a cleaver. If you go into night or alone, you hear it sounds like cleaver hitting wood. And like, you obviously don't see anything, but it's over uh, by the fireplace. Oh, what? Uh, and if you like, if you are watching it enough, you can see like where like the actual marks of a cleaver hitting the soft wood, like it leaves like deep gouge. And if you like put your hand over there to see if you can feel it, <laughs> you oh, no. get your hand cut off. That's <laughs> so fucking sick. Damn. Uh, yeah, Ugh, that's so cool. That is so cool. there's just like little things like that. So um, what? What about like the um, the antiques lady? Like, I mean, she's a friendly, she's just there to help you make those connections to like, it's to play up the importance of the antiques. Okay. Because so, like, if you're, if you're, a, a, you don't know what's going on and you're not paying attention, I mean, you're going to miss over those antiques. So it's there to help. Like, yeah. And the, the one where you find the bowl and the, everything in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The desk. That's pretty important. How did we even know about those three objects again? Um, I think it was, you found like, uh, like garage sale records or something like that. You were trying to figure out things that had yeah. antiques about the house. Cause you were asking about the mirror. Right. And then she's uh, like, well, here's what's got sold from the house. I can give you uh, what was that's sold. right. It was sold from the house. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Emil's there is kind of, he is like a complete blowhard. He doesn't know like any, everything he's talking about is just full of shit. He's just like throws buzzwords around. Uh, so <laughs> I hope, I hope I even played, played that up really well. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I really tried. He's to full play. of shit. Yeah. yeah. I, knew I knew it. it. I knew. God, why did, yeah. how did, how did he fool fucking Delta green to um, be a friendly? Like he is 100% like, yeah, he's just one of those, like I mean, he's, he's just a, yeah, but he takes himself very seriously. Oh yeah. And thinks he knows what he's doing is right. But, <laughs> It's just goes to show, like, not I everybody mean, in the program is, that is cool. competent you know, and so that's, Agreed, yeah. That's kind of the, that's kind of funny that the, the, the timing worked out just barely off. Like, if we had had a, met, told we we're going to meet Emil a day later, Agnes might have read that whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would have mm-hmm. attacked us and we could have just been like, mm-hmm. fuck you, we're do- we're getting <laughs> you right now. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I was wondering, too. Like, I was... Hoping that when you shot him, you didn't like fully kill him, and I was gonna have him like snap out of it and be like, ah! like I start know. like freaking out, but then like you you straight up like hit him like two hit points, so like yeah. he's just bleeding out on the floor. Yeah, yeah, holy shit! Oh, oh my Dude, God. that's one thing I really love about Delta Green 
is like the tracking of like hour by hour. Like a lot mm-hmm. of these operations are like less than a week. Like this was three days. Yeah, just yeah, about three or four days. Like the tracking of like at least six to 12 hour increments is so, it makes it so tense yeah. to go sessions and be like, well, this is the morning or afternoon mm-hmm. of day two. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, Dawn dude. Dawn of the this, second day. Yeah, right? It's <laughs> like, a lot. I mean, I think the biggest time we skipped over was that last bit where it's like, all right, Saturday yeah. morning we get the, it's good now. It's going to be open yeah. tomorrow afternoon. It's like okay, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was just we're doing something, something, something. And that's something, the thing. Like, I think we kind of hit a point there where it's like I don't. I we could have probably drawn it out more, but I just didn't feel. I'd rather keep it focused on things that matter. Like, you know, that's what I appreciate appreciate about your GMing style is because every time I GM something, I'm like, okay, so how do you guys get the equipment for what you need to do? And it just doesn't matter. Well, it's just like grinds I, yeah, it into a hole. Yeah. You, you, you do know when we can kind of like... And I think like you guys yeah. are competent agents. You would know. Like just because Jake doesn't know, your agent knows what to do. Right. Like yeah. that's, And I, I think that is kind of... Especially with you guys being new to Delta Green, like that's something I try to help out with here and there. Segway, perfect segue, okay. is what, you know, what do we... So like, what did we do well, and like, what did we like definitely maybe forget? Like, what could you know, what could we improve on as agents? Um, I think you guys did just well all around with focusing, um, getting the right people to do like where where they were supposed to be. I thought you guys did a really good job of that. Um, I think obviously this was a pre written campaign, so stuff that I'm going to do, I'm going to try to put in scenarios that make everybody feel important. Like you didn't get to hack a whole lot. Yeah, no, I know. I was like, so I, was I, looking, I, I was looking for it, but right. no, it's all good. I mean, it's a haunted house. There's not much. Right, that's the thing. It um, hacked better than hack I hacked the haunted house. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fucking house was a hacker, dude. Yeah, you could, you could I, like I, dial yeah. people yeah. without fucking fucking. You cut the phone cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's some arcane that's hacking. Cool. Right I there. think you guys. Yeah, I think you guys had a couple leads that weren't necessarily needed to be going on, but I understand like where logically you guys went. Um, but I think overall, you guys are really good. I think the main thing for you guys is to remember is, like, Delta Green sent you here to take care of it. Like, you guys are there to do the bad stuff if it needs. So, like, if you need to do this stuff, you don't need to call Delta Green to, like, hey, what do we do? Like, you're expected to, like... Yeah, make you, those like, decisions. If, if, if the thing is killing somebody to, like, free this house, then fucking do it. Like, there's no... You need to do it. Yeah. West is like, I've killed, like, 80 people. Yeah. And it makes, sense for, it makes sense for Agnes to do it. Because Agnes doesn't, like, this is her first mission. So it made yeah. sense, Dude, but. That was so badass when yeah. Agnes finished it all and was like, it's done. Yeah. Click. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Delta Green. I was trying to think of, like, what would be, like, a sustainable thing for her to do in that situation. Because, like, she has seen shit. And that's mm-hmm. why she is going through like this whole training mm-hmm. to be an FBI agent. So like it mentally, she's like she's like in it and like just staring she's at like, this like demon thing shit. in the eye, and she's yeah. just like, I, you know, I'm just gonna if I'm going down, this is the way I'm gonna go down. Yeah. And think, oh, sorry, go for it. Uh, <clears throat> I was gonna say, I think if there's anybody's home scene and like aftermath that I'm really excited for, it's Agnes. Oh, just okay. like, to see like the development of like this <clears throat> relatively like young person already in a stressful like fbi program mm-hmm. to like do all that and then see what happens afterward it's gonna be tight yeah yeah, yeah. it's so, like yeah. does she have the thirst for more she's gonna have to be she's in it now <laughs> um so at the end of there you guys obviously went face to face with the dark man and i was telling you guys um the if an operator conducts the ritual and the sacrifice but do not pay the willpower and power cost 
the Dark Man appears and transforms into a more terrible form. Uh, I won't go into what that form looks like, but it is a... It shrieks in hideous laughter before it vanishes. The sanity loss to seeing this is 1d10 for a success and 1d100 for a failure. Oh, is it, so is that is that like if wow if we decide so had is you it, is it if one person doesn't do anything to help, yeah. or is it if we decide collectively we only give we only want to give nine willpower? Well, no, if it was like if Cody was going to be part of the ritual but didn't give up any willpower, so like you did uh, four, you and like you each did the yeah, other we, three. I think we did. We did and then Cody didn't do any, then or... that would have failed it. And then you guys would have had to see the full brunt of the... Uh, so it's the happened. projection onto the bonds, right? That's what you're saying is the willpower portion? No, no. We, no, we, we, you... we paid willpower points for the yeah. ritual. A total of 10 between us. I think oh. You paid one. You did, yes. So had you given none, it oh would have failed. Oh my god. It's kind of like the end of Earthbound when Gygus is like killing you and like Paula has to pray. Oh, yeah, yeah It's yeah. kind of like that. You you're, you're like, you're searching for that prayer. You <laughs> right. know, you got to pray to so the people. If, yeah, if one person <laughs> isn't, is non-committal. Yep. That, that dirt. Um, Didn't you only lose that though because you had the lowest sanity so we wanted you to lead the ritual so had you not have done that? Well, there's, there's, there's power is a score and we three lost one power score mm-hmm. but then we had to give up collectively between ten, us 10 willpower ten points willpower. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, oh and he it, only gave it. up one got it because i think it. you had the lowest to begin with you had yeah i was like oh i'll get you yeah, know, yeah, i, yeah, I want to contribute got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um had, wow, had yeah. you tried to burn the house down as jim uh, yeah strauss i was gonna ask that yeah, i was so eloquently wanted to do <laughs> i mean yeah you make the hammer him, uh, hammer yeah. nail so i tried to tell you there was a hint there that someone tried to do it before, yeah, and was... a neighbor came over and put it out. Mm-hmm. Right. So the house got called the neighbor them. to come over and I do, do it. it. I called that them. stuff. Oh. I called that. So if the influencers only, or sorry, if the investigation only comes to an end when the agent successfully lift the consecration or give up, if the agents manage to burn the house down, they learn several months later that a dazed new landowner has begun construction of an identical oh, house on the spot, identical along house, along with the floor to ceiling mirrors in the master bedroom. Wow. This realization costs all agents who abandon the fight one slash one d four sanity. Oh my god! Uh, once the house is repaired or rebuilt, it won't be long before the deaths continue. So just, I love this. That's book. pretty that's good. Pretty so cool. good. So I figured I'll, it would be yeah. fruitless, but it's just yeah. like I'm thinking, it's got to burn it. It's I just love that they no, accounted. Yeah. yeah, they accounted yeah. for so many like scenarios. And I think yeah. it's fucking cool. Right. Um, yeah, th- there is a whole chapter at the beginning that, or the whole intro, just talks about like yeah, Nearlithotep and how this comes about. Um, some of the deaths that you guys didn't fully get to investigate. Yeah, I mean, we, you um, gave us this whole big list. Yeah. I they mean, don't go into them all, but they go into... Well, I think, like, I mean, we didn't even, before this list, we didn't hear about, uh, like, just a couple here, like from 78 to 90, or to 2000, basically. Yeah, so... I don't think we heard anything about uh, George and Margaret Kreese, they were locals who moved into the house in 1956, that is when he bought the sh- uh, the shotgun, um, and yeah, killed himself. There's another scene where you run into him in the master bedroom, or you're in the kitchen, and you hear like the gun click, and you turn around and you see him like putting the barrel in his mouth. Whoa! And if shit. you try to talk with him, he's just like, like you can't save me, and then blows his head off. Jesus, uh, like um, you do, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Obviously, the Therese. There was uh, George Weaver. He was a well-liked doctor who lived there. Um, he was electrocuted in uh, under mysterious circumstances in the garage. Peter Diaz was a skilled carpenter, um, and he uh, he left his wife and 
wife and children and basically or like he um they moved into this um Spooner Avenue and basically he sorry yeah so he bought the house and then left his wife and kids to move into the house full time and then he kind of just became a recluse and then he hung himself in the house there was Jason and Jane Aiken. Uh, they moved in across from Meadowbrook in 1986, and they wanted to the, like, start a family. Then they eventually, um, in 1988, they thought they'd gotten the major issues repaired, like electrical gas and all that stuff. And Janine uh, Janine started painting the house to her liking. Jason returned home one work afternoon and discovered a house filled with gas and Janine unconscious in the upstairs. Oh, all four man. gas burners on the stove had been full on, but not lit. Huh. So there's another thing that uh, that happens again in the house is one of the haunts. Wow. Um, the, there was... the bathtub one, like when the guys like like the felt in the bathtub and like felt the body. Yeah, I believe that was supposed to be. Um, uh, or is it? Um, I forget who it was. It was one of the deaths, but I okay. just changed it to the kid because I thought it'd be spoopier. Okay. Uh, there's Lewis Tycraft, Tycroft, who shot himself twice in the chest. Damn. Somehow. Dude, shooting uh, yourself in the chest, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, there were a couple survivors. So there was uh, Adam Ture. He is a in Montreal, Quebec, if you wanted to reach out. Oh, There's that's right. We did know that. Rebecca Ture. Yep. She's also in Montreal, Quebec. I there didn't was, even think about reaching out to survivors. Uh, there was <laughs> Ellis Ture, who was still alive. Oh, so most of the Ture's. Um, and then there was Lucille and Maria Diaz. I guess I thought it would be hard to contact. Uh, Jason Aiken was still alive, and Emily Tycroft was still alive. Huh. Uh, and then there are some neighbors if you wanted to talk with them that you could kind of learn some stuff from. But I kind of had the neighbors just kind of stay to themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's just those were like little little things there. If you wanted to reach out to people, you could. Bravo. Uh, and they would just have some Brava. information about their yeah. life, the house their is experience. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Don't so. go near that house. Um, and like they even talk about like you could have the house like I was thinking about having one call one of you guys and like talk as Agent Rutsack because oh. uh, that's like it can mimic the voice of everybody it killed. So I thought about having it call oh, and like try to talk with one of you, awful. but I didn't really know like I couldn't really think of a good reason why. Like I like the idea of it calling and just breathing. I thought that would be creepy. And then obviously, like with Agnes, yeah. Oh, okay. it was Rutsack all along. But yeah, I was just trying to, like, I was going to, if you guys took longer, I was going to have it start doing more stuff like that, like right. calling you and like, or, or even just like have him like in the, like sitting on the couch. Like I thought about that when it took you over is like having him be on the couch next to you having a conversation. So does it, does the house know, so does it know anything about anybody that hasn't entered it? So like you said, no. so, oh, okay. so like if you have like a phone on you, it knows your contacts and yeah. stuff like that. But does it know anything, like if you walk. If I were to walk into the house, would it know everything about my life? Or would it just know what's in my phone? It would know everything. Um, let me see what it says here. I think we know everything in your phone. It would know like the basics about you. Okay. Because I mean, I was uh, thinking like. Once dude. agents enter 1206 Spooner Avenue, the house goes out of its way to incite them to return, for preferably alone. It makes phone calls to hotels or private cell phones or even sends emails or text messages. Dude. Spending believable reasons for the agents to return. It mimics the voice of fellow agents who have visited the house. It cannot spoof sender phone mails or email addresses, but it may claim to be using a temporary number or address for security. Okay. Dude. That well, I was thinking, I mean, if you, yeah. you said you were thinking about making it 
have Rutsack's voice. Rutsack calling us, being like, I'm not actually dead. I'm trapped yeah. in the house. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Fuck. Just in go the past kitchen. the fucking cats and dogs right. in the basement. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, a, and the there's, like, there's like a ton of stuff you could do. And like, I. I like the idea of. I mean, I rolled for it to be Jim Duffy to call, have it call mm. your wife. Like I mm. thought that would be having it reach out to one of your family yeah. members. Yeah, I think that was fucked be, up. When yeah. like when See, you called was, your family, that dude. was like the first fucked up part yeah. of this. Where we're I was just like, like, oh shit, oh, fuck, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, because he like. Um, oh, so. Oh no! Yeah, no. Finish your thoughts. Sorry, I interrupted. You. No, it's totally. I was going to uh, ramble. Let's yeah. say so. You had. Uh, yeah. Reflux went to the house in the middle of the night, didn't you? Yeah, it he, he had me possessed. Is that possessed. like a thing? It'll yeah, be- so when I had you guys do the power roll, it okay. targeted it, it Reflux. Got him. And so that's part of it, trying to possess him. Yeah, and so he roll- He actually rolled a critical fail. Yeah. And so when you critically <laughs> fail, it possesses you. It, it, first, it gives you an obsession. But if you critically fail on that obsession, you become like entranced by Ooh. it. So I wanted to play it off to where it made sense. So that's why I had him, like, I told him, like, you need to get back to, the, you want to get back to the house no matter what you can. And then that, when you guys all went to bed, like, I figured that would be the perfect time for, like, it, him just go there. Yep. Like, call I think it gave him a call and just, like, come home or something like that. Like, and then he went. get over here. And then, again, after, like, you know, a few weeks of not playing and having it be in the same night, I feel like it really adds a lot of, like, confusion and mm-hmm. chaos and yeah. disorder and like in a good way and yeah. like it just adds to the player's discomfort of True. the situation because yeah. you just don't have your bearings you're like fuck it is the same night like what right. is he doing i gotta go over there it's and bad. so that that whole situation was it can <laughs> it takes you over for 1d 20 minutes oh okay and so i was like okay it takes this long to drive to for someone to drive there uh, I'm going to roll. We're going to see how long it takes you over. You're going to make the phone call. And I set a timer for however long it was to see, like, knowing that five minutes would get out there. And so, like, I set a timer on my phone for, like, realistically him calling you, talking to you would take that time off of the timer. And then once you got there, how much time was left? And so. That's pretty good. <laughs> I rolled, I think I rolled like a six. So it was like a, basically a minute. So that's why I was asking you, how long are you taking to get ready? Or like, how long do you think it's going to take you to get ready and get over there? Yeah. And I thought he was being attacked because I heard gunshots. Yeah. And then go, going back and listening to it, I like, it was <sighs> obviously urgent that I was like trying to get everybody. And then Agnes and uh, Strauss were like, yeah, give me like five minutes. I got to put on my pants and yeah. I got to get ready. <laughs> and you were just like, no, I'm not going to go. Oh yeah, because I mean, because like I was told, I, like I think Chris told me, and maybe maybe I'm misremembering, but I believe he told me like you're trying to get them here at, yes. as best you can. Yeah, oh. your your whole thing was to get them there because yeah. if he had gotten there with more time, you were going to attack him and try to kill him. Yeah, I, oh, oh wow. What's gonna get oh. him here? Like, fire off some right, some like yeah. more, like shots. So he's gonna think something's crazy. Going mm-hmm. on. And yeah. I did. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's a really cool scenario. I, I just, I was really impressed with it. Is I found it and started reading through it. I was like, I because I run extremophilia, um, which was wild. But this was like, this is nothing about oh, yeah. extremophilia. Extremophilia like, was fucking nuts. Uh, dude, yeah, this I adventure was so good. Yeah, I'm definitely. I would like to run it again with another group and like see how they do. True. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Actually. See, like how they would interact, interact with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd how do they kill it. people? That would actually yeah. be as a, yeah. someone who played it already. That would be 
freaking cool to see how it compares. Yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. it's like well, they probably did things we didn't it. even think about doing, and then yeah. they yeah. probably would have done things that we like we didn't think about. No, but absolutely. like, but I mean, that's part of the. You guys are learning. So it's the yeah. beauty of the Delta Green Sandbox, where it's yeah. like it's the world, and here are the key notes that you need. Now the players can follow up on anything they want. Have, right. Have you read any like actual scenarios? Yeah. So because that was that's exactly how they're exa- set up. Yeah. So mm. I like did Viscid. It's V-I-S-C-I-D. I've heard of it. And like, I think it's a night at the opera. I think it's part of that whole okay. book. Um, but it is very good. It's amazing. Um, fortunately, one of my players actually had a baby. Congratulations, Kyle. So that oh, game is postponed. So we <laughs> didn't get to finish it, but it is really good. It just, it's, it, you know, it lays out the complete scenario. <clears throat> The keynotes, yeah, you know, this is who the key players are. This is the situation, and you guys can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. it's and that's part of the, like is trying to react to what you guys are doing and trying to make it plausible. Yeah, yeah. like as soon as those shots were fired again, I'm like, all right, the cops are coming. Like, there's sure. no reason the cops are not going to come after this. And then like oh, it's yeah. like, well, automatically the cops is going to like you were asking about the place, like Agnes. So he's automatically going to be like, all right, well. She's looking into this. I, I'm going to try right. to figure out, like, they're going to go there. They're going to find the fresh blood. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be something. Like, whether it's going to be from the axe wound of the blood splatter from there, like, right. there's going to oh, be fresh yeah. blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was worried about that as soon as I get hit with an axe wound. I'm like, well, fucking shit. You spray of DNA. Like, now, now, no matter what happens, Strauss wants to burn the house down to, <laughs> to get rid of that evidence. I know. Oh. It's just super unfortunate that, like, I, I, in order to bait Jim Duffy, I had to fire those shots off, and that's what started all the police. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they were in the ceiling, weren't yep. they? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So. They would have been there. Yeah, 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 we would have hit that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I was uh, overall very impressed with with how the scenario went, how you guys did. You did really great, nice. Um, and so, kind of arc two is going to be. We're, do you guys want to know a little bit about arc two here? Yeah, give us yeah, a tell synopsis. Tell me who the murderer is and the monster <laughs> yeah. at the time, so we can tease just, it. That works. Get tease it. it. Uh, so arc two is going to be set in current. I'm thinking like two. Well, probably 2019. I believe we're going to be going into. I need Getting to figure political. out the dates right now. <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm going no. to pretend that COVID didn't happen to make this easier. Sounds good. Um, I think we all do that. Yeah. But, uh, 2019, you, and this is where I'm still trying to figure out exactly um, the idea of what you're going to be called into. But essentially, there has been graffiti appearing on the streets of Ellensburg and they are shadow figures. Like someone painted like a shadow, like a black figure of a person and then scrawled underneath it is your agent's name. No. So there's one for Strauss. No. There's a one of a female that says Agnes. There's another one that says Duffy. And then there's another one that says Reflux. This is totally like this hole is mine type of situation. Uh, oh, fuck. That's, that's, and so you guys are trying yeah. to, you guys are basically getting called back there to figure out why. And uh, that's that's the most I can tell you right All now. All right, that's a good tease. Oh, that's a good tease. I hope that, that police chafe ain't there because if he sees that Agnes oh. thing. I'm titillated. Bum, bum, so. bum. Consider me titillated. Yeah. Um, so you guys have any other questions or anything? How do we solve the next murder? Well, I, I can't. <laughs> XD, XD. Yeah, who, so. Who's spray painting it? Chris? That's, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll um, find out as yeah, you play. Uh, but yeah, so this oh is, I'm adapting this from a 
It's going to be loosely based off of a game I ran for Monster of the Week. Nice. So uh, I think you've been mm-hmm. talking about this Monster of the Week game, putting it into something for yeah, years. I've had a lot of, I've had did some pretty cool things with Monster of the Week, and so I wanted to, I wanted to re. I thought it was a cool ideas I came up with. One of them wasn't. I don't, it was really hard to convert over to Delta Green, um, uh, and I so I was thinking about it, but I like the idea of t- trying this one. I could tie more into like what we're focusing on. Um, so I thought that would be a better idea, but yeah. Um, any any other questions or anything as we wrap this up? No, that was an entertaining a shorter as episode. Yeah. Last no, I thing, think, uh, I guess. Shout out to Dennis Detweiler, yes. Detweiler yep. for another fucking classic Killed joint. It. Absolutely, every single thing I look through is like a couple names and that guy. Yeah, it's Shane like Ivy and him. Dennis Detweiler are like oh, the two big ones. Busy guy, yeah. and yeah. it's all great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, this is something I learned. Uh, sorry, quick question is just um, last question is um, what's the most important stat and why is it power? Because <laughs> uh, sanity is the end all yeah. be all in this yeah. game. Yeah, I was like, I gave my character ten pow at, from a starting yeah. stat. I'm, like, I'm not gonna do that next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you have to make a new character, we'll see. I know. Yeah, he's yeah. still kicking it. So yeah, exactly. As um, reflux still alive, still making people's throats uncomfortable. The <laughs> the next couple of episodes are going to be the home scenes. Um, so you'll get the. We're going to do. My idea was to do a home scene for each character, and then I also want to do a, like a little backstory vignette so we learn more about them. So that would be kind of the next couple episodes, and then after that, we will be jumping into arc two. So as of right now. You're going to have four this episode releases. There'll be four episodes of the home scene slash getting to know the characters. And then after that, we will be jumping into arc two of Dark Thoughts. So thank you all for sticking around so far. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will talk with you later in Uh another time. Later. Hey, folks, it is your handler, Chris, here. Just wanted to pop on at the end of the episode and tell you thank you for listening, as normal. I'd let you know we're going to be uh, closing up our contest this upcoming Friday. That would be March 24th, for those in the know. Um, at the end of the day there, we're going to be cutting off submission entries, and we're going to announce the winner on March 27th, which will be the first episode of our home scenes, which we are very excited for you guys to hear. So you might be saying, hey, it's the first time I've heard of this, Um, but you probably should go listen to the other episode where we talked about it. But yeah, all the info is in the show notes, but if you don't want to read, then I can just tell you right now. You can follow us on Instagram, you can leave us a review on whatever you listen to us on podcast-wise, and then when we post the link, or I guess the episode on Instagram, just reshare it, or however, whatever the fuck they call it on Instagram. I don't know, I'm not tech-savvy. Um, share the story. Ha! Remembered it. Look at me go. Uh, yeah, just share that, and that will get you an entry in to win a copy of Music from a Darkened Room, courtesy of Arc Dream Publishing. And if you want to know how to play Delta Green, well, you can head on over to Arc Dream Publishing, go to their website, and you can grab a Need to Know, which is a completely free document that teaches you the basics of Delta Green, so you can start running it for some friends. And it also has this amazing adventure, I guess, mission opera called Last Things Last that is phenomenal. It is so good. I, I can't express how awesome it is. It's, oh, it's perfect. So, yeah, uh, if you got some friends who want some spoopy shit to happen in their life... This is your perfect opportunity to get those some spoopy shit. So we'll be back next week. Thank you guys again. Bye. The group completed the sacrifice, but it was at a cost. It sounded like everybody left a piece of themselves on the house that night. 
appreciate your time, Director. This helps quite a bit. What exactly is going on here? Give it to me straight, sir. You said there's something... Something came up that's tied to this opera? There are some paintings of the agents that appeared on the walls around the town. No one knows why or how, but they appeared overnight. Either someone caught wind of what happened, or they didn't fully get rid of what was there. I needed to know what the next group of agents would be up against. Other agents? Are you sending another team to deal with this? Sir, this should be our cell. I'm afraid not this time, Director. If whatever is still active sending the team in would only agitate the situation. With all due respect, sir, the team beat whatever was there once. This isn't for debate. We'll call on RSL when we need them. Thank you for your time. 